What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. Like I always say, if this is your first time, welcome to the show. Please subscribe. Click that notification bell so you know, but we post every single Friday. People know that No, You want to know more about me? Go to andrewsantino.com. That's where the tour dates are. Oh boy, oh boy, I am coming to Southern California. I'm going down to Brea, Orange County to do hour. I'm doing an hour. Not just see me doing local spots. I'm doing a full hour. I'm doing four shows as of now, two Friday, two Saturday uh, in Brea. Then I go to Dallas, which is Addison, Dallas, Addison, Addison, Dallas, whatever. Then I'm going to uh, Houston and Madison and Boston. And we're adding more dates as we go. So go to andrewsantino.com for those tickets, baby. Especially if you're in Southern California. Come out and see me. I don't know how many more times I'm going to be in town doing an hour. Um, Whiskey Ginger Patreon is at patreon.com slash whiskey ginger podcast. Go check that out. That's where the uh, solo episodes live. Uh, and the Cheeto Chats and all of that good stuff for you. If you're looking for merch, it's right down below in the merch bar if you're on YouTube. If you're not, it's uh, andrewsantinostore.com. And all this stuff can be found at andrewsantino.com, particularly the tour date. So go check me out on the road. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It is Jeff Garland, baby! Hi! <laughs> Perfect. Hi, Andrew Hi. Santino. Jeff, uh, Jeff and I have known each other uh, for for a couple years now. Uh, no, we, 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 we met would, before that. Yeah, but we knew we only we've knew been, each we've other. Been friendly for a few. Years. That's right. That's, that's the way. The that's the way. I think I've known you for maybe ten. Years, ten years, a decade, so. yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the first time I really, I'll say this: the first time I ever saw you do a full set, because as you know, comics, we'll see each other do set to the store and da, 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 yeah, whatever. Yeah. I saw you in Atlanta. Uh, you were there shooting, maybe. And you and you went into the Laughing Skull, uh-huh. and you did five shows, I think. Uh-huh. And you didn't know I was there uh-huh. the first time because uh-huh. you went back, and we I ran into you there. Right. And that was the first time I ever saw you do a full hour of comedy. And I sat in the back eating uh, eating my little uh, popcorn and drinking my little whiskey. And it's it's really wild to see someone you know do their thing and they don't know that you're there. Right. It's course. really like, it's really kind of sexy that you're like, right. oh, he has no idea oh, yeah, that yeah. I'm here. And did you do well that night? I don't know. You did. Oh, good. Jeff, you did. Oh, thank you. And it was just one of those things where it's cool to be a fly on the wall because we don't really get to see each other well, do an hour except for on a special. Right. You don't really see guys do clubs. Or, club or someone says, I'm doing an hour in the, uh, in the improv in, in, or in something. The improv is something tonight to prep for my special. Right. Come tell me any notes you have. But so, but that but even then rare. I don't get. But then you know, you know I know you're there to give see, me notes. That's what I don't yeah. like because in the back of your mind you're like oh people that I love are here like you know um, Catherine O'Hara came to see me one time oh. but did I didn't know she was there. Beautiful. And I got told afterwards by Larry Charles that she had come to see me and I thought that was one of the coolest things that she came didn't want to let me know. I know, and I think she's so incredible I've had too. Fake sex with her. You what? On curb. 
She oh, played, fake uh, sex. Yeah. She played uh, uh, Marty Funkhauser's sister, Bam Bam Funkhauser. Bam Bam. And Bam Bam and I had a. Uh, you made love. We made we made you love. made love. But I had to record the audio of it with her, because Larry walks down the hallway and hears us. Right. So I was in the laundry room in this house we were filming in with the boom and she and I and we had to have sex right it was so surreal because I'm an SCTV freak and she's a hero of mine big time uh and I mean she and she's also one of the nicest people you could ever meet it was one of the strangest I easily top 10 and I've had a lot of weird experiences in my career. That was easily top 10 weird one. Wow. She's she's one of the quickest. Uh, I think what I've always been impressed by her comedy comedy on comedy acting is um, her face is remarkably good at, at kind of like taking on the emotion that a lot of times comics aren't really great at because they oversell it all the time. You mm -hmm. know, comics like to do this on like, a lot of like, it's like over the top. Right. But she's really good at really like subtle comedy in her face. Yeah. And I'm always and impressed by people that can do that. Character, she does subtle comedy. Yeah, it's that's super hard it's to got, do. It's very hard to do. You okay? So Jeff, now you're coming up on seven, seventeen years of Goldberg's. Thir <laughs> thirty actually thirty eight seasons. We, we just finished, I believe, our eighth season of the Goldbergs. How great! And I'm fin I'm filming my eleventh season of Curb. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of what television. Is that, what does that feel like though? On, what, on, genuinely, like when you started, right? Mm -hmm. When you started doing TV, did you ever really want to stay on, stay on a show for a long time? Or was God that, no, and I no. still don't. <laughs> Curb is different because yeah. it's truly. I'm dealing with someone who's truly brilliant. You know, right. throw that word around. Jeff Schaefer, but, right? But by the way, Jeff Schaefer is fucking awesome. Yeah, he is, and he holds Curb together. He's he our does. director, producer. Um, when it's the three of us having a discussion about a scene, I'm just giddy. Yeah. But Larry David's mind, every season, it's interesting to me. I'm never bored. Right. I, even the other day, filming this one scene with John Hamm. And uh, what an ugly guy, by the way. Yeah, what an ugly, him untalented it's, it's man. Gross. It's gross, gross uh, guy. But uh, and I said lift. to JB, I said, you know, weirdly, in this scene, we're pretty much extras or background. And he right. laughed. It doesn't happen very often, but I still wasn't bored because I was watching. Right. And I was part of the process. I would discuss it with Larry after we shot it. So it was always interesting. Uh, other shows, I mean, to me, you know, Netflix is getting a rep now for canceling shows after like three seasons. Sure. And a lot of studios don't want to work with them, a lot of producers. I love that. Yeah. Because I think most television comedy, three seasons and you're done. Well, right. Like that's, 30 that episodes. The, that's the British model. They, yeah, and over, right. over there, they do, they do right. two or three seasons. Honeymooners was it. 39 and Phil wasn't up. Look at uh, Faulty Towers. I think there's 10 total episodes, yeah. maybe eight total. Yeah. And it's just, it's perfect. Yeah, because you Move can tell on the to story. Something else. I'm happy to, for Netflix to say, all right, we'll pick up the show three seasons. And I'm happy to go, fantastic. Great. Do you want to sign me for my next one after? And we'll only do three seasons. <laughs> right. I'm in. Right. Because you want to keep, it's interesting. But when That's it comes why stand-up's never boring because we're in charge of the content. Right. We're in charge of the approach. Whereas, you know, how many times can I call my kids a moron? It's good. Well, as many as until they become adults, which is what's going on on the show. No, they've already become adults. Yeah, they're grown ups. Playing one of the young youngest people. kid. The youngest kid has a Chicago accent. Is He's he from Chicago. He's from okay. Park Ridge. So yeah. is he really? Yeah. So my grandma lives. Shout yeah. out to Park Ridge. Yeah. You hear the planes every day. And by the way, you know who lives lived near Park Ridge? Who? 
John Wayne Gacy. Really? By the way, Good I recommend people. for anyone watching. Good people. <laughs> I recommend for anyone watching because to me, I, I'm of the age that- 48. Uh, uh, I'm 58. 48. And, no, 58. Jeff, let me do it. He's 48. <sighs> you're ruining it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You're I'm of the age. I'm happy to be proud. Look you, at my hair. You're, you're of the age. But if I, I, my family moved to Florida when I was 12. Yeah. Uh, but I, I moved back to Chicago to do Second City and all that. I'm a Chicagoan. Boom. Okay. No Get doubt up. about it. But my peers, two friends of mine, were even picked up by Gacy and escaped. Seriously? Sweating at two friends wow. who, by the way, told me separately and they're great friends and didn't know it. So the point being is I would have been the age of all the, I was the age, I'm watching all the Gacy victims, 61, 62, 60, yeah. year born, you know. Uh, they were teenagers, same time yeah. as me. So I've always been, and also, you know, was it uh, 30, 29 bodies in a basement or something? And I know if we're going dark here on your No, face, no, this is people, what this is for. But, but I learned so much from watching that thing it's on the peacock network and there's right. not a lot of motivations to get peacock <laughs> but this is a motivation to even do the one week trial right and then cancel yeah i mean it is so well done and so interesting and so yeah so park ridge, park ridge. and morton grove is where i grew up right i was born in, in the city of chicago but i grew up in morton grove which is the suburbs right next to park ridge which right. is right next to i forgot the area where gacy was but anyhow it's right next to park ridge but Displains over there. Displains, right. No, it's right next to Displains. Right. A lot of those victims were from Displains. And Rosemont. A lot of Rosemont killings. Rosemont. Shout out to Rosemont the killings. Rosemont killings. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a comedy club I played in Rosemont on River Road, the Comedy Cottage. Wait, wait and, that, and that they got rid of that in... Well, because Zanies moved out to Rosemont. No, Zanies, yeah, Zanies and Rosemont. Right. But still, Cottage kept going when Zanies was in Rosemont. Did you start at Zanies on Wells? Uh, yeah, I started at Zany's. I mean, that's not where I started. I started at the comic strip in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, right. Uh, well, but, right. But when I went back, yes, I was the house MC middle act. Each week I was either the MC or the middle act. Oh, and I experimented so much and they never fired me. So my love for Bert Haas, yep. Rick Hewitt, who owns Zany's, passed away. He was like a father figure to me. Um, he passed away, by the way, so strange. I had a mother figure, Joyce Sloan at Second City, who looked after me when I moved away from Florida back to Chicago. And Rick Hewitt looked after me at Zany, same time. Yeah. And my dad, all three of them died the same year. Wow. Joyce, uh, Rick, and my father died the same year. It was very strange when your father, when your people that, my parents looked, love these people because yeah. they took care of me. Right. Um, so I'm indebted. To, I do Zany's. Forever. As a matter of fact, in the fall, Zanies and other clubs, I'm playing, I'm doing a tour. I'm playing all the clubs for free. Are you really? Yep. I make a great living. Yeah. You know, come on. I'm, yeah, on, you're on, the, that's I'm right. on two TV shows. The 90th I'm season of Goldbergs. To, I want to, look, I need to get back in shape. The longest before the pandemic that I didn't do stand-up, two weeks. Yeah. So we're well over a year. I'm still waiting till August to start to up go. again, which I'll do locally. Mm -hmm. um, but then I start every weekend, and I'm doing Zanies and Rosemont, which is uh, I love that club. Yeah, um, and you're get, so you're doing it. You're all for free. So so tickets are on sale, and then all the proceeds are going right back to the club. Right back to the club. So wow. they're not on sale yet. I don't think. No, no, no. But right, I, right. I remember I just came up with the name of the tour. It's called Use Me. 
Use me. And use that, me. And that's and that by the way, which is not a symptom like, of every comic. Yeah, use me, please. Yeah, please. Just use me. And so I want to give back to these clubs. I'm bringing an opening act. The club has to pay the opening act. Good. You know, but I'm flying them out and I'm putting them up the opening act. Is it? Oh, is it the same person that features for you all the time? No, I'm no? going to have someone different every show, so I can spread the gigs around right. to comics that I like. So let me ask you a real, an honest question because a lot yeah. of people don't want to talk about it. What? The pay for middlers or yeah. features? Yeah, has been the same for about 20 years okay. from the club. When it's I changes. when I was a middle act, yeah, when I was a middle act, which we're talking late 80s, right? I was getting 600 a week. Okay. And most middle X now get what, like four? Four or five. Well, I, my tour, I've demanded they get a thousand. That's, see, that's what we all need to be doing. Every well, headliner a, should be doing that from yeah, now on. Yeah, and by the way, when a club has said, well, I'm going to give 500, I've paid the difference. Well, see, I always give, I always give money on top of what right, the club does anyway. Like, you but, have to. But, but let's say it like this, though. I don't think we should be responsible for the supplementation. We should do it out of the goodness of our hearts. Which we but do. But the clubs but need to pay these guys Without more. a doubt. It's a, it's greed. Yeah. That's what it is. And it's not but, right. Hopefully they'll change their attitude in some way. They're paying them. They're not yeah. paying me. Let's see if that. And I, w I will say something to every one of them when Good. they go out on this tour. See, we need guys. See, because you're in our world. You're kind of one of the, you know, the the the, the father figures. So, so it's like it's on you guys to help us get to the next uh, best uh, level. By the way, like it most definitely is. Yeah. You know, if we were a union, I'd be our union leader. You'd, and you, you, know, you and you look like, and you would be a picture of I just you. I could play the union leader too. Yeah, no. I. By the yeah. way, I remember speaking of the comedy cottage, and I remember one night where I negotiated a raise that was hard fought. Right. For and I'm. This is not even an exaggeration. The pay went from four dollars a show mm -hmm. to ten dollars a show. That's huge. And I argued with Big Ed was the man's name. I argued on behalf of the comics for probably three hours, and I got us the raise. That's awesome. And by the way, to be honest, you know, normally you'd go, nobody appreciates Everyone's so appreciative. Of course. It. I said, it's got to be enough even just to put money in your gas tank, man. Right. Make it just, we're not going to get rich. I know we're developing. That was his argument. Right. I'm giving you a stage. Yeah, but you're making a huge profit. Well, this a has become the debate, more. right? Like, yeah. now- you know, I've had this conversation with a lot of comedians. The clubs are getting weirded out because there's shows now, outdoor shows that take place right now. Right. And they're paying the comics pretty adequately, which is, you know, a change because usually right. you do sets in town and you're just right. working out. And not everyone is on a TV show and can have money coming in. Without a doubt. So I'm curious to know what that is going to look like when the clubs are back open, if they're going to change the nature of that. Because look, Mitzi set out this thing at the store and the fans have heard it over the years a thousand times, but... You know, she said, I'm giving you a free stage to work on and you get a couple of bucks, but this is about the next level. But nowadays, times have changed and it's comics... A different, it's, comedy's different. It's way different. That was that was a different world. Right. And you do have to pay, I think, personally, Yeah. if you're going to have a well-attended show, and let's say your headliner's getting 2500 Right. You got to put the money into a, a solid middle act. Well, yeah, I've never heard of this headliner. Right, give the middle act, and you're making this great money. Tons. Often if the people are sold out. Now, I understand if 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 you're having a weekend when your club holds 500 and you only get 100 people. By the way, speaking of Zanies, who I said never fired me. Yeah. If they had a bad weekend back then, they would say to me, "Let's say I was making 400 for the weekend. They would say we can only pay you 300 this week. We had a horrible weekend, and I know I was there." Right. And at 
like, I, I didn't like it then. Now I completely understand it. Right. But they were like very reasonable, you know. Um, I wish the logic would have been, we had the best weekend ever. More <laughs> drinks ever. You were supposed to get four. We're paying you six. Right. Was, but I tell you what, I had a, a fallout with a, one of the corporate clubs. Well, the only corporate club, the improv. Right. And I. That's because you fought Bud. You punched him in the parking lot. Everybody him. knows that story. You had locked Bud and you beat his life no, before he got out. No, I made out with Bud and people right. caught us. No, uh, Bud Freeman, we're talking about. Right. But, but no, I, I, um, they wanted, there was a weekend I played at their club in Kentucky. It was a, it was the Funny Bone Cincinnati, but it's in Kentucky. Right. For whatever reason, I did, I did my part. I did radio. I did television. You did it all. I didn't draw. And I was on curb at this moment, whatever. And I did not draw. Right. And they wanted uh, me to give money back. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If you're a club I have a relationship with, and this is your only club, I'm giving you a deal and giving you money back. Sure. You're a corporate piece of shit. You motherfuckers <laughs> own own 14 clubs. There's so much money flying in. Yeah. This is the risk you take. 100%. You know? Yeah. And so I can't- It's like feeling bad for the airlines. You're so like, what you fuck? know what they did after that? They canceled all my shows. Really? And you know what's really interesting? Those shows, there were, I only had like two gigs left. It's amazing that Dave Chappelle was available. Yeah. I wonder if they canceled to prove a point <laughs> or they could get Dave Chappelle. It's like, all we have to do is fire Jeff Garland and Dave will play here. Sure. Jeff, we're sick of your behavior. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Quick. Oh, Dave Chappelle's available. <laughs> By the way, Dave Chappelle is, uh, he, I mean, talk about making your own way during this whole thing. I'm, I'm actually, I'm jealous to a degree of like all the shows and all the stuff he was doing out there because- it was wild to see. He just was like, well, I'll just make a comedy club of my, myself. Yeah, and, and people well, just come, come to me. Best. He invited me to play in Austin. And I remember saying, come on, Jeff, you won't get comedy. And he got it. Come to Austin. Now, mind you, I'm filming two shows. Yeah. And so for me to go to Austin, I'm putting that at risk, the people I work with at risk, all of it. And I love Dave. I love him. Yeah. I, I run through a wall for him. He's one of the, I love him. Yeah. And... I, he's like, you know, I, we test and we do this. And then five minutes later, he got it. And I didn't laugh because I wasn't happy about it. But sure. I was like, wow, it's good that I didn't. Well, yeah, up. I mean, look, if we got I was testing on the FX show I'm on. We tested every, every single day. day. It was I got every this morning. day. And guess what? Wow. People still got it on set. We tested every day. And it was yeah. still like people was like, go home at night. We had uh, <laughs> I, I can't share some of the details because it's not out yet, but. We had in one day because of one person that came. That's what it ten takes. Ten people got sick. By the way, ten. And that one person's always a dick. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they're always going to be. That's it. Yeah, that, but but I'm saying, for me, what I've seen is when that happens, it's always the one person that you would have bet on before the season. Who's going to get COVID? Who's right. going to give COVID? <laughs> right. That motherfucker. <laughs> because he's the one yeah. traveling and live. You know, fuck yeah. this. You Going know. to Cabo. Yeah. yeah, we saw the Instagram post. Well, yeah. Jeff, I want to. I want to stop for a second. Let's before stop. We, wait, I, I just want to divert back to something because I want. I want to thank you before yes. we continue on our wonderful banter. Yes, because it did mean a lot to me i've spoken about it on this show when i was going in uh for curb uh you know it was uh allison jones and jeff was in the jeff um chafer was in there and larry was in there and uh when i went in uh you, your um your presence uh and your like voice to larry saying that you knew me and all that stuff it really did change the dynamic and on the day when i shot the when you were like, oh, look who's here. It 
it helped more than I think you'll ever know. And it was a thing that well, it, it mean it meant so much to me because it's a comfortability blanket that was just well, that means you know, a lot it to was me. Huge. I have to be honest. It means it a lot huge. to me. And I always want to make, because by the way, what's more awkward than auditioning? Uh, it's already so period. weird. And then you, you're you auditioning, what? I'm doing the scene with Larry David? Yeah. When I, no, it's just, I just want people to be comfortable. Well, what you did made me go, like, I'm competent in my comedy skills, but- there are all those moments nah, when you go. Great. Well, when, it's well, when you go, to I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. Uh, you know, you get a little anxious, not nervous, yeah. but anxious. anxious. You're like, I want to yeah. perform well. So you're yeah. like, do what you do well. Don't fuck this up. Don't don't get in your head. Just Ever. do what you do. Yeah. And then when you do something like what you did, I mean this. It just makes you go, ah, fuck, great, perfect. Now I can drive done. full speed. Yeah. yeah. I take off my seatbelt. And seat then belt. you leave having done what you wanted to do. 100. percent That whole logic of what are they looking for? Fuck, Fuck that. that. Fuck that. You go in and do what you do. Right. And then if you leave feeling that you did what you wanted to do, yeah. it doesn't matter what they think. Right. You know, agents, you say, do you want us to find out? I go, please don't. Yeah, Either why? I got the gig or I didn't. Right. In here, we pour whiskey. Are you guys trying to turn your cool idea into a website, blog, publish content, whatever you are thinking to do with that material? You got to use Squarespace, man. Squarespace is incredible. That's how I built my site. And I'm not a smart man. I've told you guys that. I'm a little stupid. And uh, I was able to do it. They have these beautiful templates uh, that you can use. Or you can do it on your own. Go rogue. Do your own thing, man. Uh, be that lone wolf out there trying to design your own stuff. You can if you'd like. I'm not competent, so I needed to use the templates that they have. Plus, they have uh, award-winning 24-7 customer support, which is incredible. Um, these people at Squarespace know how to set you up for the W. If you're looking to just sell some stuff online... Uh, or you or you want to publish content, uh, you just want to write your feelings out and yell at the world on the internet, you can do it with Squarespace. It's very, very convenient and easy to promote your business, and they've got powerful uh, e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. And uh, it's optimized for mobile right out of the box, which is great because, you know, everyone's on their telephonos these days. It's free and secure hosting, nothing to patch or upgrade ever. So that's why these guys are so good. Uh, go to squarespace.com slash whiskey for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, squarespace.com slash whiskey for a free trial. When you're ready, hit that code whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Late night snackers. I love to have it some late night snacks. I got to tell you, Magic Spoon sent me four boxes of their delicious cereal. Uh, the peanut butter, come on. I love peanut butter cereal. It is so good. I was skeptical at first because let me tell you something. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, uh, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carb in each serving. It's only 140 calories a serving, and I was like, this is not going to be good cereal. This is going to be uh, hard rock flaxseed unchewable you know cement but it's not the variety pack came it's great it's cocoa fruity frosted and peanut butter and let me tell you keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy-free low-carb and gmo free so i was skeptical but dude i loved it it is really good cereal and i like late night snacking on cereal when i get home after i've had a few you know a couple of soda pops my favorite thing is to have a late night snack cereal and this is a healthy alternative to eating all that nasty junk food that's laying around your house. So trust me, try Magic Spoon. You will like this stuff. It's very good, and it's and it's pretty good for you. So, you know, you're winning on both ends. Go to magicspoon.com slash ginger to grab a variety pack and try it out today. I promise you will love it. Be sure to use the promo code GINGER at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, which is insane, 
They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Come on, man. You can't do that at the grocery store. Go grab some cereal and be like, I didn't like this. They'll be like, uh, kick rocks. Who cares? Remember, uh, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ginger. Use the code ginger to save $5 off. And I want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. I like gingers. And, and, and is, the, is the casting director going to tell you the truth? Right. You know, One, one time I read for Melissa McCarthy and Ben. Um, her husband. Her husband, yeah, yeah, for this movie. And, and she had liked me and said they wanted to see me again. And I did. So, I was in my head, and I was going through some nonsense outside of it. Like things were. I just was in a bad place, and I bombed so bad. But I, in the middle of it, I stopped and I said, "You guys, I'm gonna have to say goodnight." And Melissa started laughing, and I said, "This is not the time for me. I don't even think I'm. I don't think this is gonna work out." Mm-hmm. And she was. She was like chuckling a little bit, and she, she thinks I'm kind of like doing a bit. Right. And I said, "No, no, no. I'm gonna continue to bomb for the next ten minutes and fuck up these lines because this isn't gonna work." And she was like, okay, do you want to come back? And I said, I just think it's not right right now. And she thought that was hilarious. And then I walked out. My agents were like, what did you do? And I was like, I was just, it wasn't, it wasn't right. You I had to say goodnight. You like that. Yeah. You will be, I remember Dana Gould and um, Janine Garofalo are sitting on the side of the stage at the improv. Mm-hmm. I'm going up to the stage to audition for SNL. Lauren's in the room. Okay. And it was the night that I think Spade auditioned. I can't remember who auditioned. It was around the time when they're hiring Farley and all that they hadn't hired him. Well, they had hired him because it was Chicago. Anyhow, point being is, sure. as I walked to the stage, Lauren left. Lauren walked out. She got and, up? And during my, <laughs> he must have looked over and went, nah, I don't want to see that. And I went on stage and I was heartbroken. Yeah. And I told the audience, do you know what just happened? They had no idea. I said, Lauren Michaels, the producer said, I explained it. And I said, I, I just don't have the heart. And it's about you. And I should be doing the show for you. But my head was not there tonight. Right. This was about me being seen by SNL, a, a dream of mine. And I said, I can't do my set. I am so sorry. They gave me a standing ovation. Right, because they knew it was real. Because there's real nothing wins. fake about that. Real wins. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And by the way, what's the best advice you can give someone who's bombing? Acknowledge. Yeah, let them know. <laughs> Acknowledge. Don't spew out at them. <laughs> right. Just go, right. this is not going well, is it? Make fun of yourself. And by the way, yeah. how many times do you recover because of that? Oh, it's that it, humbleness. Honestly, it's only a hundred percent of recovery if you acknowledge that it's not going well. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge and try to tread through, you got a five percent success rate. Right. And by the way, you 5%. can plow through. Sure, but it's, and you'll be done, and you'll come off, and you'll go, "Why am I wet?" Right. You know, and it's not enjoyable, and you usually do too long. Right. You always go over because you're trying to find a good closer, which even is though not there. No, it's not. You're, you already no, ate shit. You have to acknowledge the elephant in the room, which is you are sucking. Yeah. And the worst feeling in the world. Now I've had both of these when i bomb sometimes and i know the audience just fucking blows because an audience is chemical yeah an audience is what did they eat what was their day like oh who were their parents how were they like they're educating everything about their lives yeah and they're mixed in together so you don't know what you're gonna get and there's some nights i go on stage and i fucking um am on fire i feel funny right. i know i'm funny and it's not grooving. Right. Well, I know it's the audience's fault. Right. I, I do the best I can. I have fun with it, whatever. I acknowledge that. Enough. The nights where the audience is fucking perfect yeah. and delightful and I eat it are so hard <laughs> on me emotionally. Yeah. I drive home and I'm just like, I'm so sad and angry and upset, mm-hmm. but I was off. Right. I'll, I'll admit it. I sucked. 
Right. It wasn't you. I sucked so bad. That's when I feel bad. Yeah. That's when I feel like shit. But there are nights where like, I mean, come on, at the store in the original room. So many. Which is the hardest room, but the best room. By if far. you groove in the in the original room, mm. which it's my it's one of my favorite rooms, and it's a room that I do well in. But when they're not having it oh. and you're not grooving, that is the toughest room I think to bomb in. I, the I, toughest room to bomb. I had to follow uh this is really unfortunate. Rock came Seinfeld started coming back a few times, maybe right. like five years ago. Right. And he told that, yeah. great, that, that great story. I, I've told it on here, but he said how Mitzi didn't like him. And out of resentment, when he got his show, he bought a house right above theirs on Queens or whatever. Right, Queens Road. Just, just so he could see them on the way down to CBS Radford and yeah. wave out of his Porsche. Yeah. Because he has that much resentment for them. Yeah. And well, you can do that. It's oh, amazing. The he resentment did it. You hold. <laughs> he did it. I know. So Seinfeld was back and Rock was in town for something. And Rock was. No one. Rock and J Jerry would park their cars in front, mm -hmm. and they would get either ticketed or towed. Didn't every care. night. Didn't yeah, care. didn't care. And Rock was coming, and he was staying late. And I had skipped another. I skipped my first set to guy because I had two others, and I came back late. And Rock was still around, hanging out in the buckets. And I was really flustered and not prepared, and it was not smart. I should have just given up the spot. Without that, yeah. And I, no. and I wanted to do it because I thought, well, maybe I can clip a couple of good ones out there, you know, have a couple of base hits at least. Right. I get up there, and I'm, I'm spoonfuls. I mean spoonfuls of shit I'm eating. It's remarkable. It's almost other friends are just like, what? who is this guy that's right. doing a bad version of Andrew's jokes? Right. And I get off stage, and I sit down uh, two seats over from Rock next to... I think it was like Court McCown or somebody that was sitting there and uh, Rock uh, kind of sits silent and then he, and then he uh, goes to get up, you know, to get away. And then he turns and he goes, good stuff. <laughs> and the good stuff was his funny way of saying it was fucking terrible. Like good stuff. Oh yeah, go no, I know exactly what he meant when you said that's why I laughed. Terrible. They don't yeah, know. They, good they, stuff from Chris Rock means they, that was fucking embarrassing. The worst. The worst. You ate shit. Yeah. Work. Go yeah. back to work. Yeah. But it hit me so hard that I was like, I should have just been real with myself and said, I, I shouldn't no, do this set. Could've. Don't ever do the should have. Should have is just. I, 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 I could have. There could have. I could have just. They're all could have. Not done it. And by the way, female comedians, male There's comedians, female comedians? <laughs> no, but Stop my point it. is because I'm about to say the word brotherhood. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, it's a brotherhood and, yeah. and a sisterhood. And we're all together, but we all know who the real deal is. Yeah. And we all know the people that are doing it to get the rewards yeah. that come with becoming a famous comedian as opposed to, hey, man, I, I just want to work out tonight. This yeah. is uh, all I want, you know? Right. And that, and, and when you, and by the way, how, what's his name? I love Rick Ingram. Yeah, I love Rick. I just, I can sit in the back of that fucking original room and watch Rick Ingram for hours. Yeah. He just, he's so fucking good. And by the way, I've tried getting him a special that I would produce yeah. for Netflix. It's like banging my head against the wall. Well, because you know, the, 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 the science of the business is, uh, is such a programmed thing. It's such a predetermined thing. But you know? we're dealing with something now where I'm putting together a show, a TV show, a few TV shows. And it used to be, and this is always, I thought, the great rule, and it was true. TV made stars. Right. TV made stars. If you look at the big TV stars for years, it was because they were created on TV, not movie stars moving to TV. Well, now it's so cross-pollinated that if you want to do a show on Hulu 
uh, about a pottery shop, the lead better be a fucking star. A movie star. A movie star. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's kind of like the same thing. You know, we want people that everybody knows already to give them a special. Right. Oh, really? You don't want to discover someone? <laughs> right. I think the last person to be discovered was Ali Wong. I'll, t- I'll tell you, Tiffany Haddish. No, no, but you had Tiffany Haddish in the in the movie. I'm saying, right? But then, ever oh, since you mean she, through comedy? Through comedy? Oh, God, yeah, Ali probably, Wong. probably Allie, because yeah, that was the last special that Netflix gave to someone who was an unknown, complete unknown. I mean, when she when Allie got when 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 she got that special, she probably couldn't sell out the no, OR no, no, by herself. No, 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 no. You know, she couldn't. Yeah, she, she couldn't. couldn't. She yeah, had trouble drawing. Right. Oh my God. Shortly thereafter. She's a star. Yeah, but she's a fucking star. She was selling out. This is crazy. When I went to when we went to Montreal to promote that Showtime show, that I'm dying a beer show. We went with Jim Carrey, and we sold out this. They sold tickets to watch Jim speak with with the cast next to him, uh, in in one of the, like the biggest gallery theaters that they had. And they said, you know, we've got to clear out of here by um, eight thirty because there's a show here afterwards. And I said, who's fucking who's selling this fucking thing out? And they're like, Ali Wong. Allie and Allie came up there. She was like, Santino. I was like, Jim Carrey just did a speech here. And we sold out. He sold out these seats because they wanted to see him talk. You're the only other comic that's selling this thing the fuck no, out. No, she stand became up. from that specialist star, which yeah. proves my point. Make them. Yeah. Make stars. You know, make stars. That is the way to go about it. Right. And it's financially a better way to go about totally. it. Totally. This whole thing of paying 15 million, which by the way, everybody expected it to all go up. And, right. Oh, well, that's what, that was what, uh, what's his name did with Quibi, you know, with uh, Katzenberg. Oh, uh, the idea was like, if you gave all these people all this money and all these stars went there, wouldn't that draw the crowd? But I think kids, youth knows they know what they like and they can't be fooled as easy anymore. No, it's they not, they, they just know exactly what they're getting into before the they way, get into all it. All you can do is have some stupid star, some stupid, like a uh, uh, reality fame person. Right. Put them on Quibi. And you're going to get the the mentally challenged young people <laughs> yeah. are going to because they don't care. No, they don't care. They don't care. But the smart people that are young, you're not going to fool them. No, no, no you can't. Way. Well, they already my know what kids, they like. I knew Quibi was going to fail when my kids who are now 20 and 25, so I'm saying 19 and 24, yeah. told me. No one that I know has downloaded the app. <laughs> no one will watch that, and I'm like. Done. You're done. They're the only ones that should be interested in the app, but right? But by the way, that's yeah. the point. Yeah. They're the only ones that should be. Right. And no interest. Yeah. Because you keep, but being genuine, just like I said, you know, with you d- doing the thing, even in an audition, you have a wonderful career if you're who you are and you're genuine. Right. Be fucking genuine. Yeah, you can't, well, you can't, you know, I think that comes from where we come from too. Let's. I'm going to take to some Chicago stuff. Two things. One, it is big. Can they it see these Chicago, Chicago kicks? Can you lift up a little bit just so that the Chicago Bears? Those are uh, uh, so bought, cool. By the way, I bought four. <laughs> you had to. This is the second one that I'm going through. I've got two more because I was afraid these will never exist again, and I don't know when they won't exist again. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. they'll go so away. So I've got two other pairs, especially because the Bears and, la- and they give you an orange. It comes with the orange laces, and they give you a pair of blue. Right. First one I wore the blue laces. This one this orange. orange. I'm going back to the blue. Why don't you do both at the same time? Because I'm Lose not Lose your 12. mind, Jeff. Do it. Just no, do it. I can't it. do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> and you got your Peyton shirt on today. You're, oh, uh, yeah. You got your I'm wearing By the way, someone said to me, I love your shirt. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. I love it. It's wonderful. It's from the uh, Roots of Fight. 
How many Man. people do you think know who that is still? Do sweetness you think a lot? Walter Payton? Su sweetness. The, the term sweetness. Do you think a lot of people who don't know? You don't know who sweetness was, did you? You did? Oh, did you? You wow. knew Walter Payton. Did you know he was sweetness? Yeah, see, that's what I mean. I think people, uh, I think a very rare amount of people. Well, I mean, Chicago. Chicago fans, he, yes. He, but, he was as big as Jordan. Right. In his, in his heyday. He was to his, my dad, he was the, he was the, well, to me, he's the greatest the, of him, all time. Ernie Banks. Right, Mr. Cub. Uh, Michael Jordan. Right. I mean, you know, and there's a few others you can mention in there, you know. Oh, Ryan Ron Sandberg. And yeah. Ryan Sandberg. Yeah. yeah, no, there's heroes, you know, other, uh, you know, um, heroes on the Bulls, what have you. But Peyton was so much that city. Yeah, he was. And his work ethic. Unbelievable. I'll give you a good Chicago athlete story. As a kid, uh, my parents lived next to it. They had the Michael Jordan Celebrity Golf Classic happened at this um, at this golf course near my parents' house. And we Which would run one? there. Seven Bridges. uh -huh. And we would run over there and uh, after school during like the practice rounds. And we were down there. And what we do is we put chicken wire in the water uh, in the DuPage to River catch to the, catch uh, golf balls, balls yeah. clean them and sell them back to them, right? Well, we would sell them back to them, you know, a buck a ball or whatever. And this guy goes, give me give me a dozen balls, kid. So I give him a dozen balls. And he, and he goes, you ought to go to your house and, and go get uh, a Frank Thomas baseball card if you have one. And I, and I said, I had gotten a Frank Thomas rookie card. And the I said, one. yes. And I said, I, yes, one? I have it. Yeah, and I said, I and, I said and I one. said, I got a Frank Thomas rookie card. And he goes, oh yeah, you see that guy over there on 10 or whatever it is. He goes, that's Frank Thomas. And it was so far away. I was like, that he's not in that group. You're a liar. You're full of shit. He goes, go get the card or you'll regret it. So of course my friend's like, just go do it. Just go do it. So I sprint to my house. I get this card. I come back. Sure enough, this, I, I've never seen this before in my life. He was alone in the golf cart and still had one leg hanging out the other side. That's how big the heart oh, was. Gigantic. He's I've fucking huge. And he pulls up, and and I, I go, how oh my you? God, Frank Thomas. I had to have been 13, oh, something like that. 12. Yeah, yeah, it 13. Like and, yeah, I, and I said, I said, Mr. Thomas, I, will you sign this card? And he goes over, and he goes, oh, all right, guys. Like, you can tell they didn't really want to be bothered. Right. But, we, you know, it was just three of us. And he grabbed the card, and he goes, how did you, uh, how did you know, how did you know we were going to be here? Because it was an off day. And I said, the guy, the group in front, uh, you know, he uh, he he told me you guys are going to be here. And he goes, son of a bitch. And he signs the rookie card, gives it back to me. He goes, you you won't make that much money on it now, but someday you will. Uh, and of course, I still have it signed, framed at my mom's house. By the house. way, that, that's a cool. You got to keep it. Oh. What, 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 I mean, Even though I was a Cubs fan, by right, the way. Right, I am too. Yeah. But you, like me, don't hate the Sox. No, why? Yeah, why Chicago, would I? Why would no. you? No, but... The, Plenty of Sox fans hate Cub fans. Well, that's a south side, north side thing. It is a south side, north but that's, side. But you know what? That's how I feel about Northern California. Like San Francisco, uh, they hate us. We right. don't mind them. Yeah, that's the same relationship. L.A., San Francisco, it's the yeah. exact same San Francisco goes, fuck L.A., and fuck L.A. goes, well, you're fine. I don't, you're, you're fine. Beautiful I, city. Yeah, I enjoy going I, I, up there. I enjoy <laughs> going up there. By the way, that is the yeah, exact same relationship. Yeah. South side, like Chicago, Oh, they hate us. Hate us. And that's okay. I get it. And I, by I way, understand. There's plenty of people from the, in the northern suburbs who are Sox fans. They yeah. have lots of I have a couple of friends that are Sox yeah, fans I that are Northsiders. Yeah. And by the way, I have in my collection a Red Sox hat from the early 70s. Because right. I love Dick Allen. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. look, I am I am diehard Cubs fan through and through. Yes. I took my dad to the World Series. was yeah. like the greatest thing I've ever done in I my life. I wish I could have done that. My dad's dead. Thanks for bringing that I up. wanted to rub it in, by the way. And I have two dads, by the way. I have Step and, and my biological. And, and I took them both. Oh. No. <laughs> by the way, I love what you and Bobby talking about his dead dad. Oh, my so. God. Well, that, that, that was the, so great. The, you know, our friendship was bonded over this idea that 
when he relapsed uh, uh, and was really lost when uh, his father died, yeah. he kind of just needed someone to like help him acknowledge the fact that like all this fakeness that he was doing, all this like, I'm fine. He called me the next day and was like, it's not that big of a deal. I was like, you're so fucking disconnected from reality. So disconnected. But everyone around him, other than his girlfriend, right. you know, who was cr saying the same things I was, which was like, dude, you're snap out of it. Friends and other people were like, I mean, you know, people handle it different. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, I you know. have to actually fucking handle it. So I think that's really, we've been friends for 13 years. We became really, really good friends because of that. Like, right. and that's why we were able to joke about it. Because, but what are you doing with him? We worked through real. it. Yeah, we're being real with that's it. That's that's all it is. And by the way, when the Cubs won, yeah, I, I didn't want to go to Cleveland. I didn't want to experience anything in Cleveland. Nah. Although I'm going on my tour, I'm doing hilarities. Yeah, uh, which is a love. But you're club. keeping that money, by the way. You're not going to give them. Anything. <laughs> I'm not giving back to Cleveland. That's too funny. Yeah, no, I, that's a lovely club, and yeah. they've always been very nice. No, but. I watched it in my basement here in, in Los Angeles, and uh, my my uh, younger son, but my, my boys were with me, but I weeped, mm -hmm. and it was primarily because of my dad not being mm -hmm. able to see it. Then here I am seeing the Cubs win a World Series because I shared so many yeah. Cubs memories with my father. Yeah. So many Bears and Cubs. Well, that was the bonding stuff for my dad and I was, uh, you know, like my dad was never a big... He liked the Bears a lot. He he Bulls and the Blackhawks and we went to everything as a kid, but oh, yeah. um the Cubs were the only one where we where that was the one where I knew we could always get on the same page about. And he right. like if I said, "Dad, let's go to a, a Bulls game or a Bears game." He'd be like, "Ah, you know, eh, you know." But yeah. if it was ever a chance to go to a Cubs game, he would drop everything and go. Well, it was the, it was the only is one. Truly magical. Oh my god, I that's, know. That's that's the thing about it. It's an actual magic place that exists. Like in the middle of the summer when the walls are green and I'm sitting there, I literally will think to myself, am I in heaven? Yeah. This is just the vibe and you hear the the organ. It's just, it's magical. Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, and if you're a baseball fan, it's like a whole other level. Yeah, it's something know? else. Because people who love other teams will sit there and go, what the Fuck. Yeah. This is like nothing I've ever experienced. The only thing I've come close to was uh, my first trip to Boston. Me and the old lady went to a Red Sox game. And uh, I will say that is... By the way, it's the only thing you can compare it's, it to. It's the only there's thing that nothing, feels nothing, similar. It, yeah. it, it, it is apples and oranges, yeah. but they're uniquely apples and uniquely oranges. Yeah, yeah. No, I went I went to the, uh, the Fenway anniversary. You oh, know, wow. of the stadium, and they had all the players come out and managers come out from center field. I had goosebumps the whole time. Yeah, I've always liked the Red Sox because as a Cub fan, we could always understand. We, could, we had a, we had a bond, but, but their curse was Babe Ruth being sold to their arch rival. Mm. Our curse was a guy wanted to bring a goat. But is it stadium. the goat? All this stuff about the goat for so many years. Uh, that is oh, by the way, embedded it's not a real in curse. no i know well, well but but, but ba yes, the babe ruth a, curse is a real curse is a real curse that's always been my thing yeah it's a real fucking curse. but the goat to me was it sounds like to in my mind always as a kid sounded like what any of my uncles like any chicago guy would do to get out of the would be like oh you know it's a fucking goat and you're like the goat has nothing to do with baseball but we were just and able then it would to put suck the pressure on the players. It. That's what it was, <laughs> pressure, having yeah. not won. That's why I love the last out of the World Series. Chris Bryant picked up the ball and smiled. Yeah. Because he, he knew this shit is over. I know. Finally. <laughs> Here you go, Rizzo. Yeah. And it was just like seeing that smile, that's when it overwhelmed me. Right. Not even the throw. 
the smile was, there's not going to be an error. Right. There's not going to be a, a major screw up. It's over. This is, I got goosebumps right now. This is over. This thing that has hung over me right. my whole life, my father's life was my grandfather. My grandfather wasn't even alive when they, they won in 1908 was the That's last right. time. Yeah. My dad was alive when they were in it the last time versus the Detroit Tigers, 1945. But 1908, the last imagine time. a team. Like, I'll hear like uh, Stanford won the world, won the uh, basketball tournament. They haven't won since 92. Like, oh, how big terrible. Fucking deal. How yeah. terrible. <laughs> I truly, when I hear that stuff, I'm like going, what? Yeah. Why are you even mentioning it? <laughs> Why would you even mention that? You know, we're talking about lifetime, generations. Right. Yeah. That's why the moment that we got to the series and I was so elated that, that I was like, we're going to go to the World Series. And I said to my wife, I said, I should buy tickets for my dad and I. And she goes, get your computer and do it now. She 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 was so supportive. She's like, don't even think about it. We'll buy the plane tickets. Just get on your fucking. And I was shooting at the time, uh, the Showtime show, and she was like, put in, tell them that you'd rather miss the show and do this than and I you and, have to. And I did. I told them I was like, I'm telling you, I might miss a day. I don't give a fuck. It was in my contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? And actually, it's always in my contract. Well, but I couldn't do it anymore. But then I could do it and say, Cubs are in the World Series. I'm not available. Yeah, I don't have a choice. It's not, it's not, it's yeah. it's the universe making me go do this. It's the universe. It That's is. right. And thanks, Theo, by the way. Uh, bye, Theo. But yeah. thanks, Theo. No, God bless Theo. Yeah, God Theo. bless him. He's the best. Yeah. You, ha you have to He's take off. He's the commissioner of baseball. Can't wait. He should just, he really, he He's could, working in he the could do whatever now. the fuck he wants at he this could. point. He could. He could be president and yeah. show. I... Tell me a better way to become president of the United States than say, I ended the curse of the Boston Red Sox Dude. and the curse of the yeah. Chicago Cubs. Me! Vote for that guy. And by He's the got way, my vote. And, guy, and then just go, anything else? Yeah, In that's here, it. We pour whiskey. Hey, this spring, as you get back into the outdoors and you want to get some gear together to do so, you've got to try out Bespoke Post. I love these guys. We've talked about them on the other show as well. They create this thing called the Box of Awesome. You take a little quiz on their website. It's very simple. It's very easy. You tell them what you like and what you don't like. Uh, they provided me with stuff like I got uh, whiskey decanters and some whiskey glasses that were cool on the go. I also got uh, an outdoor bag and some knives, which, of course, I gave to little Rudy over there on Bad Friends. But it's got great outdoor gear. Um, and it's got this, uh, this like, huge mix of stuff from cooking tools to, you know, hardware that you can use. Um, and all you have to do is take a simple quiz, a quiz that you can get no answers wrong to, my friend, okay? Don't worry about it. This isn't back in school. They're not checking your notes to see if you're cheating. You just let them know uh, what you like, what you don't like. They provide you with this thing called the Box of Awesome, which has uh, $70 worth of gear, and it's only $45. Extremely reasonable uh, and very much so worth it. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month uh, or cancel at any time, so there's no schemes or scams underlying what's really going on there. Uh, go ahead and get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code WHISKEY at checkout, baby. That's boxofawesome.com. Enter the code WHISKEY for 20% off your first box. I like to That's who I want as my next president, by yeah, the way. I want way, Theo. Don't, don't think that the Democrats haven't thought about that. Sure. They have. Sure. Yeah. Well, the Republicans got a TV guy, so why wouldn't the Democrats get yeah. a good TV guy, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know, and, and I know you don't like to talk about this at all, but uh, you, of course, uh, you voted for, uh, you voted independent twice. You know, you didn't want to vote for Democrat or or Republican. I know you voted for uh, Joe Jorgensen of the, uh, 
what is she? The uh, the middle green party or whatever. I know that's who you voted for. Go ahead and talk about your political views, Jeff, if you want to. Well, basically, <laughs> uh, my polling place has to show one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies for me to even walk in. Yeah, to consider and it. And there was a lot of argument, like, is that legal? Is that? It is. And they most, by the way, ironically, so as not to offend anyone, they did number two. Right. They showed a lot. They didn't want to, like, make a strong statement, right. so they went right in the middle. And then I went in, and I only voted for Jorgensen because the Olsen twins— can I be frank? Please. They come with me whenever I vote. 100%. And they just whispered in my ear at the same time. And it One tickled, in each. And it tickled. One right. in each. And they said, Jorgensen, Green Party. <laughs> Jorgensen, Green Party. They said it like that. And it tickled. And I went, right. Eh, we'll do it more if you vote. Right. Boom. Because we you went outside. They continued. You say to me, yeah. being uninformed is better than being informed. I do say That's that That's a Jeff to you. thing to Can say. Can I say something to you? Yeah. Though? I don't mean it but I love saying that to you. Well, And by the way, I say it to you, and I say it to young kids. I go to Sweden twice a year. <laughs> I get all the young people I can. Yeah. I speak to them. I fill auditoriums. And the last thing I say is, don't get informed. Don't get informed. Don't get informed, you it's not worth little it. Swedish bastards. <laughs> and they listen. And they say, and then one kid stood up. It was, And by the way, had White as can be, sweet, yeah. but a big black afro. Really? And he stood up. He said, Mr. Garland? And I said, yes. And he went, it's a wig! <laughs> that's all. That's the story I wanted to tell. I loved it because I was very confused that he had a big black afro. And he knew I was He confused. knew you, yes. And then he went, it's a wig! And I said, now you've made me informed and I don't like you. <laughs> and I'm leaving Sweden immediately. I'm leaving Sweden immediately. Before we start By the this way, I'm very happy if you want to ever do your podcast and everything you say about me is false. I mean, most and of the I things to, I do are, I, yeah, that's and it. And then by the way, and then I have to justify it. I love it. It's that. my favorite. By right. the way, Joe Jorgensen is a, is libertarian. I messed it up. She wasn't the green Doesn't party. Matter. I fucked up the improv. It, you know I, what? No, you did not fuck but, up but the improv the Olsen twins. you act as if people really know. No, these people have no idea. Yeah. Uh, the Olsen twins, by the way, are yeah. people that don't know. Jeff did joke about it, but you, you've been very close to them for a long time. You were a mentor to which one, Ashley or Barbara? Which one Sheena. is it? Sheena. I'm sorry. She, she's, this is the third one. She's she's the oldest. She's bald. <laughs> and she needed a mentor because they they said, you're not blonde. Get the fuck out of here. Right. By the way, true story. I'm not going to go into the whole story. <laughs> but, I, but I have spent time with um, Ashley Olsen, who is lovely. I've spent a few times with her. Uh, and not dating or anything. But why? But, but I kept on how. calling her, hey, Olsen twin. <laughs> That's all I referred to as was Olsen. She goes, I do have a name. I go, I know. I know. But for me, you're an Olsen twin. Yeah. It, it's, I'm sorry. Hey, you chose this life, not right. me. It's a package deal, it's kid. It's a package deal. That's, Olsen that's like that phrase, I can't stand that she people She was very say. sweet when she said that. She goes, I, she wasn't like mean. What or, did you guys shoot together? It was obviously. I, I didn't shoot. No, no. I, I actually, two... Um, uh, situations. Uh, one was this strange thing at the Tribeca Film Festival, mm -hmm. and the other one was a after a Broadway show. We had a mutual friend in this Broadway show. And we were at a restaurant together. Right. But she's a lovely person, and um, yeah. But she, I, I didn't call her that the second time. It was <laughs> so much fun the first time. <laughs> Just hey, Olsen twin. You know, I called her Ashley after. That. Tell me, tell me. Of all of the people that you've worked with on Curb, because you, yeah. we were talking before this about how many yeah. comedians have come through or comedic yeah. actors or whatever you right. want to call us, who's somebody that you didn't really know and didn't have experience with, but uh, really fucking blew you away or was really like, holy shit, they killed on the show and you didn't know them or didn't know much about them? No, because I, because I am one of the producers, 
I know about everyone that sure. comes on the show, and I I don't. There's we, we don't. Is there? There's not a level of risk taking yeah. in the casting because it's improvised, and you got to make sure that somebody can do what they do. All right, who's eating shit on the show then? Who's showed I, up I that never showed up? Say, but Jeff, it's not do it. Been, here's the thing. What I love is when I approach somebody of stature that would be right for something. And I Mm -hmm. say, would you ever want to do curb? What I love is sometimes they do say to me, I'd say about a third of them. I don't improvise, man. That's not my thing. I don't, I, I, that's not what I do. And I love that. I love, there was no ego involved. Right. It was like, they say, I love the show. I wish I could. I can't. And then there've been people who go, yeah, I know. And then they show me their improv in a comment. I'm like, Oh, this is to be avoided. (laughs) I will not mention names. And then there's people, you know, come on there. They do just great. And they don't, my favorite person that I've gotten to know doing the show, who's just one of my heroes is, uh, uh, Ted Danson. Yeah. Ted Danson is such a dream and he is a hero of mine. Now I've worked with other people on the show that are heroes. Albert Brooks just did it, you know, um, yeah, I mean, Catherine O'Hara, we talked about. You Andrew know, Santino. Tracy Ullman's not doing it. Andrew Santino. <laughs> but um, Ted Danson is just... You, you had to have had scenes with him. I would imagine your character was around. No, I didn't. It was me, Larry, and JB. We were all yours. By the mm-hmm. way, JB's the fucking best. I mean, come on. He wasn't even supposed to be in the scene originally. Oh, really? Showed up, was there early, hanging, said what's up to me, and we were kind of chatting it up. And then Larry was like... JB, just 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 uh, walk in, just enter. And yeah, because be- he had him working there, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, no, JB's a, a joy, right. man. I love that. That, by the way, look, I love to make money. I yeah, love to. Me too. But but man, what, with what we do, joy is so important. Yeah. I know he said me too. It was funny. My girlfriend's like, you know, <laughs> they don't know that she's here. But uh, joy is the most important thing about it. Yeah. Like when I, I filmed Curb today, and it's just joyful for me. And I'm so humbled by it because I appreciate being there and appreciate right. being part of it because it makes me so happy. Yeah. I get a bounce in my step. It's completely true. Yeah. You, you did know? come up. You, the, came, the energy you came in with was so like uh, warm and ready. Because- but I would have done that no matter what. No, that is kind of your personality. Well, that's the way you got to be. When I see you. By the you. way, as I uh, look, uh, I get argued with that I'm not an old man, but fine, I'm middle aged, upper middle aged. Sure. Point being is what I know, like this, like what do you know? Here's what I know attitude is everything. Yeah. Attitude is everything. You got to be kind to yourself, be joyful. Don't, by the way, you have friends who will say, how is everything? You can, and, and if they want to discuss it, yeah, tell them the straight dope. Right. Tell them the straight dope. But don't bring them down, but tell them I'm not, I'm having trouble with this or that. Like you and Bobby. Right. They're like, Bobby, tell me the straight dope. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm your friend. Straight dope. But in general, people don't want to hear the straight no, dope. No, usually and, no. and they've got a job to do. You do a show. You do whatever. Just being joyful makes so many people happy. Yeah. And there are times... Uh, for a myriad of reasons that I might not be joyful on a particular day, I do the best I can. But man, attitude is fucking well, everything. Well, it is kind of your your way, and that's the only way I kind of know you. When you were running your hour at the Improv, uh, you were doing it, I think you did a couple nights in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And I was there, and me and Rogan were there, and he was doing like a Rogan and Friends show on the right, lights right, or whatever. Right, 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 right. But I remember that you 
were pretty smooth and even keeled, even though you were running that. And I know when I run stuff like that, I'm not, re- it's really difficult to, for me to be even. I'm usually kind of in my head and I don't right. want to talk to anybody. And I really, right. I'm not so pleasant. I'm not right. mean, but I'm kind of like, no, you've got a job to do. Yes. And you still had a good a, a way about you that was, it's honestly, it's, it's impressive. I wish I had more of that in me because sometimes the brain will get ahead of, you know, the, the action. Well, maybe when you get older mm. and maybe when you've done it, I'm, I'm not being saying this as no, like no, a no, joke. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Maybe when you get funny like me. Yeah, no, yeah. No, but, but maybe in, in time you'll do that. By the way, I aspire now, having done this for 38 years and being joyful, and also I improvise so much on stage, including in my special. Yeah. It's on Netflix, our man in Chicago. Watch man. it right now. Well, Stop no, this right now and well, we'll go over there and no. watch it. They, they don't promote it. I know. You know, so you gotta anytime they, you can. No, they really don't. And I'm still very proud of it. It's like it's it's still exactly what I do. It captures what I do. But I am, as I get older now, looking towards really being more precise and having an act. Right. Uh, that I do because I don't want to rely on. I mean, I'm always going to improvise, but you know, as I get older. I don't know that I can go up and make up an hour, physically or mentally. And I'm being right. totally sincere. No, I know. I mean, I don't see the immediate future being a problem. Right. But who's to say I'm 58? Who's to say when I'm in my late 70s that I'm like, you know, I can't do this anymore. Well, if you get- So I want to build up a set that I yeah. pull out of, add to, pull out of, add to. Until you, know. you feel like you're- I mean, until you reach a point when- And I don't know when this is, and I, this is my- like I think I die when I stop when I want to stop doing stand up. That to me is the biggest fear. If I have the vibe in me that's like I don't want to do it anymore, that's when I feel like when somebody retires and they say they slowly but let's die. Let's say that comedy. Look, I got to tell you, it's a challenge for me. Show business right now, the way show business is, mm-hmm. it's a challenge for me to get motivated unless I have a creative idea. From the standpoint of what show business now is now is not what I signed up for. It's not why I went into comedy. What did you sign up for? I signed up to comedy. I'm closer to when I started is closer to the magnificent Mrs. Maisel mm-hmm. than it is to what goes on now. Right. You know, and when I go to the comedy store, a great deal of people bring me dread. Like, I don't want to see you. <laughs> what you do isn't comedy to me. <laughs> I don't know why you're here. You're here because you want yeah. to be famous. Right. And and it's just everything, you know, look, I am depressed by social media, but it is part of what we do. Yeah. And by the way, the only thing that I enjoy, only thing in terms of all the things that go with it are podcasts. Yeah. Because podcasts gives you a chance to really... Dig, when I do you know how depressing doing the Tonight Show is for me? Oh, and I'm not no. picking on the Tonight Show, all of them. Yeah. Because you're up there and it's over. And you're like, really? I did all this for that? And then the next day, no one's seen it. Yeah. Unless whatever you did can be on YouTube for a pullout thing, you know. Right, a clip. A, a they need a clip. clip. Yeah. That's where it tracks. Yeah. And that's not me. I like I like I I I go on YouTube and I deep dive on the Dick Cavett show. Yeah, I watch everyone from Muhammad Ali to I was watching Michael Caine today with Larry. Yeah, you know, and people rack people are I'm a raconteur. I right. love sitting and talking. Right, I love it. I'm sorry if I've talked too much you during have, your thing. No, you've talked 
a perfect amount. All right, well, I just want well, you we know. have a, we, guys right here. Vote down below. Has he talked too much? There's a. <laughs> we'll edit it. In a, <laughs> I love that. If you like it, <laughs> click, uh, click here. Click us. down below. Follow now, us now. Tell me this: Do yeah. you ever? Do you look back on your career? Do you ever regret all of the times you did blackface? Do you regret? <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect with the water. I waited. I waited. Oh my god! You don't regret it though, huh? It's just. It was way, just how a... could you do blackface ever and not regret it? <laughs> Even when it makes sense. Like I, I know there's dark moments where Robert Downey regrets it even though that was funny as shit funny as shit oh my god funny that was shit. perfect and it was done with the right attitude that he was right. a douchebag actor right. who wanted a Kennedy <laughs> award yeah. the only he'd gone full out he goes you want to go you never want to go full on retarded anyhow but the point being is that was hysterical but boy if he did that today they'd kill him they'd kill him they'd and kill it's him. just we live in this that's another thing i didn't sign up for political correctness i love respecting people sure and by the way i, I have i have a, a nephew that was in second city and he's doing a scene with someone who is physically a woman that's what i'll say right improvising when sure. they got off he she was so, he whatever was so mad at him for referring to her as a woman because she wanted to be referred to as a whatever it was, you don't, you don't know, right? But the How point could you is, know? but the point is, set those boundaries. If I work with someone and they want me to call them he, she, Barnaby, King Jehoshaphat, guess what? I'm in. Sure, and I will show you the utmost respect. But we're living in a time that you're supposed to know, right? This and better, and you cover your bases. Fuck that, Fuck man. That. Fuck that. Political correctness, fuck that. Being respectful of other people, beautiful. You should. You should. Yeah, that's human nature. You know. But you can't expect other people to know what's going on with you what's unless you What's going on? What's your inner monologue? Yeah. There was a guy that I went up to, and I was totally sincere. He was working in a food place, and I said, is your man bun, like, do you like that? Or are you doing it because you're behind the counter? <laughs> like, what's the reason? He said to me, in a very hurtful manner, <laughs> Yeah. I refuse to be identified with my hair. I go, what are you talking about? Don't identify. I was completely confused. Right. Then I understood man bun. And then I said, well, what do you want me to call it? And then I said, I'm only asking you sincere questions, but I'll leave you alone. And he was angry at me. And he was, he was furious at me. This was in Chicago, by the way. Really? Yeah, I don't want to say where. I know yeah. I'm always doing that. But I know, I, I want to know. In case the guy still works there, I don't want it because I didn't complain. And I told him when I left later, I said, I never wanted to hurt your feelings. And I'm sorry if it ever came to that. And just, just know that. Right. Because I didn't intend but that's an, to. But uh, that's all you can do. That's all you can you, do. You, there's nothing else. But by the way, he wasn't like, don't worry about it. He was like, thank you. Yeah. You know? And it's like. It was I a Panera think, Bread on Ohio, by that, the way. that it's like, with all the things now, the political correctness, I think it's a lot of squeaky wheel shit. Of course. So we're more scared of just because people, but it's not the majority. And I do think the majority of people want to be respectful. And yeah. are okay with stuff. Right. You know, so the, I have no issues with anyone's thing except for something that's truly against the law. Right. You right. I mean? Other than that. Other than that. And by the way, things that were, that are accepted now, uh, weren't like, you know, uh, anal sex in the, it might even be against the law some places. Shut the fuck up. Obviously right. that's wrong. <laughs> right. But I'm talking about with common sense. Right. If you're not breaking a law, 
have at it. Right. Enjoy. I, I got nothing. I do think anal sex should be against the law, but that's just a personal gripe I have with the whole thing. Well, you thing. don't have a penis. That's exactly right. And so and you're jealous. That's exactly correct. Okay, well, I understand that. Well, and I'm allowed By to way, stand on that hill. Can I be honest hill. with you? Yeah. I no longer have a penis. Really? I removed it about two weeks ago. Just said, get the fuck out of here. Sick and of walk, it. It walked away. It, it on its own. On its own. It's got two legs. I didn't even know this. Wow. My penis walked away, and now I'm jealous of any activity with a wiener. Do you have any idea of where it went? Spain, from what I hear. South of Spain. There's a plane of penises that goes to Spain once a week from LAX. I know it. Yeah. It's oh, a ten, you do. It's 10.30 a.m. I know it. It's yeah. 10.30 a.m. Filled with dicks. Yeah. Yeah. And it always and you know Barcelona, Bar- yeah, sorry, it's always Barcelona. Barcelona. I had right. heard this. I didn't right. know for sure. Yeah, it's so. a, it's a, there's a couple of sites about it. In fact, guys, click right here down below. This is the site there. It's penises to Spain. Uh, dot com yeah. and uh, sign up if you're looking to get rid of your penis. Uh, mine, of course, is still here in the Southern California area. Oh, really? Mocking you? Yeah, I found a nice place. I mean, in at least Orange. mine. Mine went to Spain. Right. Zygazunt. Yeah. Have a good time. I get it. But your penis is still in the LA area. That's not good. And purchase property, no less, which I think oh, is a little rubbing it in my face. That penis. I know. Fuck <laughs> that penis. I know. And I don't mean that as a I understand. joke. Right. My God, I'm sorry. That's fine. Yeah, fuck it. Jeff, you Jeff, you've had uh what some would call um the greatest career known to man. <laughs> some would. Some would. Some would. Some would call our it. local garbage men have tell said me, to me. Tell me this. You have the greatest career. <laughs> <laughs> tell me the moment. Not gonna give you a cheesy question, but tell me the moment, um in tell me a moment in your career that you actually felt like, oh, this is going to be it for the rest of my life. Oh, well, that I can tell you. I knew I saw Jimmy Durante, the comedian, when I was eight years old downtown, yeah. uh, downtown Chicago. My parents took me. I looked around when the show was going on. I'm watching him, watching the people laugh. And mind you, at eight years old, I was the funniest kid in school. Right. And I asked my parents on the way home if that was a job. They said it was. I said, that's a job that I want because I didn't know it was a job. Right. And I was a kid who watched comedians on the Ed Sullivan show, the Tonight Show, the Flip Wilson show. I was talking with Albert. Brooks, I seeing him as a kid on the Flip Wilson show. Yeah. And it blowing my mind. No, I knew that. I thought you were going to ask me when I knew I was successful. No, no. I want to know the moment that people realize it's the thing. Because no. like I used to sneak out of my crib as a kid and watch Carson. Seriously, I did. Oh, you did? Yes. I love that. My mom. But that's why we're brothers. Yes. Don't you get that? Uh, yeah, no, I know. That's why we're doing what we have to do. We're yeah. doing what we're meant to do. Right. And there are not a lot of us. You know, there's a lot of people, especially now, like when I started in comedy, I was 20 years old and I can tell you, cause I've gone over it. I think there were four others my age in the United States that were doing it, that were doing it when I was 20. Wow. Now, 20 years old doing comedy. Uh, if there's, there's easily 400. Oh my and God. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe more, maybe more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and there was, do you know the next Oldest person that I knew doing comedy was, we started together, Brian Regan. I was 20, he was 24. And I remember thinking, he's so old. (laughs) I swear I thought that about him. But I want to say, because I like telling this, the moment that I knew that, oh my God, I'm successful. What was that? Because it's a really cool thing. Uh, Harold Ramis was a mentor of mine, a friend of mine. Uh, Harold Ramis, uh, uh, famous director and writer and uh, Groundhog Day, one of the Ghostbusters. And he asked me to lunch 
and and we're going to lunch. I was so we we'd had lunch before, but I'm always so excited to hang with Harold. And he asked me a favor, a show business favor. Mm-hmm. And I drove home and went. Harold Ramis just asked me a show business favor. What can you to help share? Him. Well, he wanted to develop this one show, right? And he wanted me to show him and help him get a show made, a TV show made. Wow. And I drove home going, "Are you fucking kidding me, Harold Ramis?" Who, since I'm probably, because first time I saw him was on SCTV. He had a lot of small parts he did. But Ghostbusters, all this stuff meant so much to Caddyshack. me. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, he uh, yeah. Directed a, it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, Caddyshack meant the world to me. So, holy shit. That was, yeah. that was the moment where I went, wow. Wow. Look at that. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was just in shock yeah harold ramus needs a favor from me and i helped him you know of course uh and that show was friends um but did, it, did it pan out uh, no uh it was friends with a q oh because there was already the friend show i, I said just put a q in front right no f q friends no not oh, even q friends friends but pronounce it friends like a french version of friends yeah, yeah. and it starred richard kind love richard kind and and a poodle just them two that's it it's kind of like a new Turner and Hooch type of thing. It, it was, well, actually, it, the subtitle was Old Turner and Hooch. Older, oldest Turner and Hooch. Oldest it might have been successful when we went with oldest. You should have called it me. Was, it was called Karen's, pronounced Friends, right. starring Richard Kind and, and the poodle. poodle. And the Poodle didn't have a name. I thought that was a problem bringing people in. Sure. I mean, you can't sell oh, tickets you know, on that. Oh, you it's a great show. I'm being serious. Yeah. A show called, that was on FX called Terriers was the greatest fucking show. But you wonder, I remember a friend of mine who was on it. She said, please watch me. I'm on this new, she sent an email out, a new show called Terriers. Well, I immediately thought of some reality show about terrier dogs. No, it was like a detective show. Uh, And it was fantastic. What happened? It was called Terriers. It got canceled. It's going to bomb. Nobody, it it ate it. No, it (laughs) did. And by the way, because of the name, (laughs) Donald Logue. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yes. It was a great idea. He and I have discussed it. The greatest show with the worst fucking actually. <laughs> and you know, it's a, uh, the worst name of any television show ever was actually a hit. And that's According to Jim. Yeah. According to Jim is truly, in my eyes, the worst name for a TV show. Well, it sounds like a network uh, specifically said that's the name we want for the yeah, show. Yeah. They go, we need to have it called according to Jim. There's and no other way around. People need to know it. what's going on. Well, according it? to Jim. According to Jim, what's he say? Can I no, say? I hated, I, it was, I, I hated that show. I played golf with Richard Kind a few times. We became oh, kind right, of buddies. Did you play over at? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And let me tell you something. Yeah, I love Richard. He's on. He's been. I, he's been one of my dearest friends, Second City. Yeah. You know? But he's on Curb. He plays yeah. Larry's cousin, and um, he's on the Goldbergs. He now plays my partner in my business. He's the worst, most worked guy I've ever met in Hollywood. <laughs> he's wor- He works constantly. No, he does. And he and we were golfing, and I'll tell you one thing I learned about Richard. I liked him before I met him because I was right. a fan of who he was. Right. And then we started golfing together, and we become kind of came buddies while he was here from New York. Um, and I will tell you, remarkably competitive. Like, 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 all golf, like, un- unbelievable. Like, too, well, because Richard, for I people find that it know, he, he's very, like, uh, he's very, like, easygoing and very I said, Can smooth. I, play golf with you? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, that's not going that, to not work it. today. He's so competitive, though, and he doesn't, you don't feel it when you meet some people when you, you feel it when you meet them. He doesn't have that vibe, but then when we were out there, man, did he get competitive. It just turns the switch turns. <laughs> it was wild, yeah. He's a character. He punched the caddy. He punched the caddy. 
the caddy said to uh, by the way, if he that goes was left true, to right, right to left. Nobody would enjoy that more. I'm dealing with a lawsuit from country. <laughs> I really didn't hit him. It was a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> I said, "What is my lie?" Right, and he said, "Go fuck yourself." And I cold cocked him. Knocked All right, him I let it out. I didn't tap him on the shoulder. I cold cocked him. I hit him when he wasn't looking. No, he uh, he was he's a very competitive, sweet guy, and he doesn't like cuss words. By the way, he doesn't like it because people were swearing. And he says, don't work blue. He always said that, don't. He's like, sugar, come on, sugar. He doesn't like, uh, he think. I asked him. You I said, actually sold that. Huh? I believed that. Yeah, I was like that? going, I didn't know. He didn't <laughs> yeah. like I believed you. Yeah. You just, you did it just. He, um, yeah, no, he's got. Uh, That's an acting lesson. He's got a brilliant mind. You don't need a spin. Mm-mm. Just be who you are mm-hmm. and give out the information. Yeah, just let it sit. Just just set out. You can give any, any, any piece of information you want and if you just say it people are going to go you know and if you're on if you're filming they're really going to believe because you're playing a character well like this this is this is this is interesting i i read this the other day paramedics emts um they check for a male pulse uh if they find a body in your in your wrist to find your pulse in your neck and if they cannot find it in there they will you'll check your penis Underneath uh, your penis. You said male. Oh, yeah, because he has male pulse. You yes. Point towards the penis. I was like, what's the difference? So they'll check that? your wrist, your neck. Have you ever heard this? No, because it's not true. But if I say it like that, it almost becomes. By the way, I believed it completely. 100%. And I thought to myself, my mom was right about wearing clean underwear. <laughs> Which, by the way, whose mom says clean underwear? Wear uh, clean underwear, yeah. Jeff. I don't by wear way, underwear. By the way, do you have to be told to wear clean underwear? Yeah, even? in what world? Oh, my God. Like, you know what's funny? I was, in a, I was a son. My dad was a military kid. So our whole house was, I mean, it was strict as fuck. So showering or keeping clean, not an issue for me. Never was I ever a dirty kid. Oh, right. You can't be. How could I? You can't be. How could Your I? Your dad used to watch me shower. Well, that's... And I yeah. would... You know what I would do? Cameras. No, 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 no. <laughs> I freaked him out. He'd say, get in the shower! Now. Now. And I said, do you talk to Andrew this way? He goes, you bet, but I don't have to. He's always clean. Mm-hmm. And you know what I would do in the shower? I'd have a butter churn in there, and I'd churn butter. In the shower? And that's where you got your fresh butter from as a family. Really? Your daddy would watch me shower. I'd give him butter. We would eat butter on everything. I know because I made I gave he watched me shower so much. Right. That I gave him so much butter. Right. That's how your family ate butter. And that's why we wrote the movie Porky's. Guys, pick up Porky's right now on DVD yes. or Blu-ray yes. at the local where do people buy stuff that's anymore? Why, by the way, a family that eats butter together makes a teen comedy from the eighties. <laughs> that's exactly right. What what <laughs> what? Jeff, what was um what was the teen comedy, or what was the youth comedy for you? Uh, that, oh no, it's Porky's. That you wish you could have been in as a oh, kid. Well, that you were I, like, this is the well, like, Animal House. Is yeah. what my dream would have been to right. be in, and to know a lot of those people and know Harold. Yeah, you know. Oh come on! By the way, the, the Belushi documentary that was on Showtime, fantastic too. Loved it. Well, speaking Very of which, let, let's go back for two seconds. Yeah, Jim Belushi. Yeah, not John. Who people? Yeah. I don't know if even some of the audience uh, will know the difference, but. Jim's show, according to Jim, made him a multi-multi-millionaire. Mm-hmm. Did he deserve it? You want my honest answer? Yeah. No. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I don't have to expound. Yeah, okay. I do. I think anyone <laughs> responsible for according to Jim should not get paid anything. That money should be turned over to any orphanage or any food bank. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you another fact. The fact you asked me. I know. That seriously. <laughs> 
Is this a true story? What's that? Get ready. Okay. Is this a true story? Uh-huh. Uh, Steve McQueen. Yes. Used to. Did take... you read that 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 Steve McQueen Stop interview? It. Hold it. Did, did you read the recent one? I did. How awesome was that? I mean, he's the and coolest guy. But, of all but time. then you find out at the end that it's that it's an April Fool's joke. I thought this is the best April Fool's Day joke ever. Ever, because you're reading it, going, "God damn, do I love Steve McQueen?" Yeah. And then at the end, you're like, "Oh fuck, not yeah. real, not real." But did, go ahead. Did he take? Did Steve McQueen? You uh, can answer yes or no too. Did Steve McQueen take clothes from every single film he was on and donate them to or- orphanages when it was when it was over? My gut feeling that I would—I don't know the answer to that, but I would say yes. What do you say? Yeah, that's a real story. Yeah. No, I was about to say I'm, I'm a, I love McQueen. You know why? Because why? he was in an orphanage as a kid, right, oh. for a short period of time. Was he in Boys Town? When he was a kid in in uh, in um, Oklahoma or wherever, I'm yeah. Just like, maybe I'm just, I, but no, anyhow, no, no, he was. It was I, Oklahoma. I, I, I do believe that story because it's true. that sounds like that dude. But you know, they used to talk shit about him, right? So the 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 the, the union, the the um, what not the, the what, union? yeah the wardrobe union, yeah. whatever. They didn't like that he would take the clothes. They thought he was being selfish and. They had no idea he was donating the clothes because he knew Warner's or whoever was keeping it. And he was like, what the fuck are they doing with the clothes when they're done? Guess what? Yeah. All my curb wardrobe donated to a charity in New York that helps men who who are- Have penises that went to Spain? Penises that don't have a, <laughs> a throbbing penis. And I don't want to, this is not to give me credit. No, I want to hear But it. I do know that it fucking sits there. I do know I get a new wardrobe every year. And so my garage, and part of my deal was I got the wardrobe right. a- a- after. And all I was doing was sitting in boxes in my garage. This year, I sent it out to a place in New York, I wish I could remember the name, where they give clothes to gentlemen to do job interviews so oh, they feel awesome. good about themselves. And mine was all suits. Right. And I'm sure there were a lot of heavy set guys like that. And yeah, it felt so good to do that. Yeah. You know, what but a cool I believe thing. that. Yeah, it's totally cool. But it's, you would do it. It's like, it's well, yeah, like, because you, know, it, you realize as you go along in this business, the amount of, well, waste is number one. Like the business oh. waste shit that you're like, what happens to all that stuff? And they're like, oh, it's fucking nothing. And you're like, nothing. what? You what? can't, you yeah. don't want to, yeah. this is, you. so it already got paid for, right? Yeah. So yeah. then it's just going to sit in a fucking storage unit for the rest of time? You see that all the time. I, it, that stuff blows my mind when you hear, yeah. and you're like, oh, they didn't want to wear it, so we can't uh Yeah, but that, that can't to do me sounds like fucking Steve, Steve McQueen. McQueen. Right. A hero, man. But that interview that mm-hmm. just came out, I don't even know where it was. I saw it on your flipboard. On your, it's uh, 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 flipboard's like an app. On yeah, the yeah, yeah, on the phone. Fantastic! Yeah. You can you have whatever kind of stories, what you're interested in, and they plop on. And uh, uh, I saw this, and I'm like loving it. I, I said to Sarah, "I go, holy shit! This is the best interview I've ever read in my <laughs> life." You know, him telling the guy, "You're full of shit. I need real people," and and just everything that he was saying. Mm-hmm. I'm like going, "Yeah, <laughs> Steve McQueen didn't hold back. He knew it was his last move." Mm -hmm. He knows he's dying. He's not holding back. And then at the end, April Fool's. But I appreciated it because someone put work into it. Someone tried. Okay, so the Rich Eisen show. Yeah, I love Rich. I do too. Best guy. Best guy. I fucking texted him that morning because his show on their website said that the Bears had acquired uh, Russell uh, Wilson from Seattle. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I thought we didn't. And wow, they have the thing on it. And then it. Then you find out it's April, April Fools. Fools. Well, it was his fucking uh, social media guy, and I go, "What's funny about that?" See, 
I actually now look as at a April sports forward. journalist. That's yeah, tough. Yeah. Well, no, but it, Rich goes. I had nothing to do with this. Sure. Didn't know what was happening, and it was so. All these Bear fans are on the Instagram thing going, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and I went on the show and ripped the guy and told him, look over your shoulder. Yeah, which is gonna, true. They're going to kill I'm you. Gonna, no, no matter of killing, I'm going to get that guy so good. He's not going to know what it is. <laughs> I'm going well, to aren't you happy with? Are you happy with Andy Dalton? Is that a selection? Oh, that stop you're... it. Don't even do that on this show. Why are you? You said we weren't going to get negative. Don't do that. Okay, That's how about this? Right. How about, let's do, I'm going to spin it in a positive way. Ready? Okay, yeah. I'm so excited as a Chicago Bears fan to have a redheaded quarterback. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I knew What other way could I look at it? But by the way, you can't. Yeah. You have to. And by the way, He's a good quarterback. That's enough of that. He's just not That's better that. than good. That's enough. And he's not. He's just good. Fine. He's always been good. Fine. I think he's actually better than fine. He's had a very nice career. Sure. He made the Pro Bowl. If you no, he's good. But he is not what to lead a team to the promise. Here's land. the trouble about coming to Chicago. And yeah. everyone knows. And, and uh, Javi Baez said this. Chicago is the toughest fun city to play in because you know... The fans are fucking ruthless. They're mean as shit. You know, they're mean even when but you're doing well. Yeah, but they But they support you. the fuck out of you. So even in Chicago, Andy Dalton's first day getting drafted, I saw a, a meme that went up. Some bar on the north side had a sign that said, come try our whiskey, our Jack and, uh, Jack and Ginger, our whiskey ginger. It's a, it's a, it's the... It's a lot better than the other ginger we just got in this city. Oh God! Right away. Right away. I no, mean, they, they're ruthless. No, no, but 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 by the way, it's just all—it's a bunch of crap. By the way, another thing. Yeah. People need to know about Chicago. We're talking about love of the Cubs. Your father's love of the Cubs, and I love the Cubs and Bulls, Blackers, all you. But the most popular team in Chicago is the Bears. Yeah, by far. By it's like you can put all the others together. Right. Even during the Michael Jordan thing, he was yeah. the most popular athlete, but. The Bears are the, yeah. they run Chicago and they live and die by the Bears. And the Bears have been bad now. And making the playoffs with a mediocre team, holy shit. All Since right. I was born, they were bad. Yeah. I you know, mean, great, I shouldn't say that. Way, we went to the Super Bowl. I suggest bring your girlfriend. Yeah. When you do a podcast. A my video my podcast, wife. Yeah, my wife. Or yeah. your, your yeah. wife. And watch her, be on her phone. And yeah. watch her check her watch. Yeah. It's so fun. That you're so happy you brought her that she's just looking like, oh, this is how bad. How bad is this for you? Is this that bad that you can't? What What are you thinking? The dogs. dogs. Yeah. So I do have to go. Wait, 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 wait. No. How how old are the dogs? They're. They'll figure it out. (laughs) Well, by the way, they will figure it out. They'll go. I'm just gonna go here. But they're such good. When I was uh, when I was 11, I could be left home alone. So I think the dogs are fine. I have a dog at home as well. No, you are thinking the dogs, and I will give you that. But there's no excuse for you looking at your phone three times. Even to even to your assistant. assistant. Yes. You, All right. Well, you shut out the outside world when you're in. What if I, what if that was the rule? That what a weird relation. Yeah. What a horrible thing. You to look at comedian. me the whole time I'm on a podcast. Yeah. You stare at me in my eyes, <laughs> and then every once in a while, and go, "You're great." <laughs> uh, well, oh, no. It shut could be up! It is. I want to. <laughs> I make. I did notice you on the phone, but I did assume that you were on with Holly. Uh, we'll be right back with counseling, relationship counseling here with Andrew Santino. Uh, okay, look, I do want to say thank you very much. I'm going to take pleasure. two seconds real fast. I yeah. love you very much. I appreciate this wholeheartedly. Yeah. You meant a lot to me, what you did over at Curb. Thank and we you. end the episode the same way. Every okay. time you look in the camera, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to say one word. You uh, you say one word or one phrase when I'm off camera. It's going to end the episode, and it's how everyone's going to remember you. So make it count. When I go off camera, 
one word or one phrase into the camera okay. when you're ready, okay? All right. My bad. And it, so you said phrase, so it can be... It can be one word or one phrase, but it's going to... Chantilly Cock Rogers. Now, here's the one that's ridiculous. Take what you do seriously. Don't take yourself seriously. Perfect. And by the way, I did know that I reversed which was ridiculous and which was serious. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy 